0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Tea with Crema. My name is Chris. I'll be your host today, and I'm joined by my best friend, Emma.
1: Good morning, everyone.
0: Today, we have a super special set of guests on our episode, and we say super special because they've been listening to the podcast since the very beginning and you've definitely heard them referenced several times Throughout the history of the podcast So it's really great that everyone gets to officially meet Jeffrey and Justice Welcome to the Tea with Crema Hi
2: Hi Thank you, Thank you. Yeah, I miss Emma's old uh, sound effects That's Thank you sound. I thought
1: it's you know- that's not the only person that said that. I also want to point that out, you know? So we might have to bring back the old horn just yeah. for the good, just for the one time. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. you can do whatever you want at this point. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Fine. All this time and effort. Today's episode is about... Parenthood, which is super exciting. and something Emma and I could not talk about because ain't neither one of us got kids. So it was not a topic <laughs> we were going to bring up by ourselves. So we're super, super excited to have Jeffrey and Justice on here to really share their experiences Being parents, being first time parents, and all of the trials, tribulations, and exciting things that happen therein. Even if, you know, everyone says that it's more fun stuff. And I'm like, mm hmm, but them trials though, let's not forget about them trials. (laughs) But before we get started, we do have our tea check. So this is the like most important part because, you know, there were those episodes of in the very early stages of the Tea with Crema, where Emma was like serially bringing water, juice, coke. And let me tell you, first person who was on it was like, hey, I've noticed that Emma hasn't been having tea during your tea checks. And so it's very important today. I really hope that Jeffrey came prepared with a tea. Ideally not a, like a basic, I'm just saying, you pull out that like Bigelow green tea and to I'm, I'm be, I'm gonna be judging for real, for real. But I'm just saying, yeah. we, I came prepared. Emma, did you come prepared this time?
1: I sure did, because I knew Jeffrey was going to be on the show.
0: <laughs> so, Emma, what tea did you bring today?
1: I decided to be a little fancy, fancy with it. Just kidding. No, I brought green tea. But <laughs> I knew someone was going to say something. <laughs> Because I always bring green tea. So I actually put a little bit of the raspberry zinger in there. It's quite delightful. So I did a little mixy mix. That's what I did. Mm. Justice, what did you bring today?
3: Uh, Today I have Earl Grey with rose buds. Mm. And I usually drink it unsweetened. That sounds yummy.
0: Do you know who makes the tea in case you want to plug them?
3: I think it was the Tazo brand.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that they had an Earl Grey with rose
3: no, no. I have rosebuds, like, in a little jar, and I add them. I usually like to add lavender instead. So.
1: <laughs> She's fancy, fancy. Oh,
0: wasn't ready for that. I was I like, was wait, Tazo doesn't have rose in their tea? Never mind. She puts it in there herself.
1: Customizations by Justice. So do not plug Tazo because that was not them.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I thought it'd be funny if I brought, like, Lipton, but I decided not to. Or, like, this and be like, you know, I got to- <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I actually, you know, we actually have a tea. I have Cardamomi right here. It's really good. Very fresh, nice taste.
0: Cardamommy, Like, that sounds like
2: Cardamom. a tea that
3: Cardi B would drink. <laughs>
2: you drink tea. <laughs> i am <love> Cardamom.
3: <laughs>
2: Cardamom.
0: Cardamommy.
2: Cardamommy. It's really good. I'm not a big tea drinker. Um, I do enjoy brisk here and there.
0: And... Um,
2: but I don't really drink tea. I'm more of a coffee, guy.
0: That's very oh. Texan of you. That brisk, just like good old... Just Brisky I don't know tea, right? if I'd call it tea the way Texans do it, but... <laughs> it's
1: classic.
3: No, I, love, I love this.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, today I brought a Moroccan mint tea by Happy Lucky's Tea Company. And it is also a green tea, but it does have a nice mixture of peppermint and spearmint. So... Emma couldn't drink it, but I'm having a great time with this Moroccan mint tea. So it wasn't as good as the last green tea that I had, but it's a solid four stars.
1: Did you just think that dig was gonna go unheard? I can't, yeah, I was like, you I can't drink spearmint. Okay, people, I can't eat spearmint. Chris had to get a whole new set of gum because I don't eat spearmint. It hurts my stomach. I don't think I'm allergic to it. I just have a very, I have a sensitivity to it, and Chris doesn't believe it's true. But I'm like, Chris, this is real. He tried, He's like, I'm going to give you spearmint one day. And you're going to be like, oh, this is delicious. And I was like, no, I'll be like, ew, this is gross. Don't test me and my fake allergies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We'll
0: see one day. But yes, getting started with our episode. We are talking about parenthood and being first time parents, the experiences, the ups, the downs. And all of the unexpected things that happens, because I know I would imagine I don't know I would imagine even if you were to take a full parenting course, something's gonna catch you off guard, so I'm sure I'm excited to hear like those crazy stories that everyone has, especially their first time having kiddos, but starting us off opening up, what is your favorite thing about being a parent with your partner so justice being a parent with Jeffrey and Jeffrey being a parent with justice
2: I really i think. I love to see the nurturing side of her. It's probably my favorite part. I love to see her just be a mother. It's so natural to her. She just, it's a part of me. I can be, you know, compassionate and nurturing towards my daughter, but it's much more natural and soothing coming from justice. Uh, And there's moments where uh, maybe I even lack it. I kind of just think about from the disciplinary standpoint. And she's just, I can see in her face that she's just dying to be a mother in that moment. She just wants to scoop Olivia up and and be that parent, and you know, I love that about her.
0: How sweet! I wish we had the awe emotion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't. We have all the we have all of the noises except for the aww. Okay, we're working on that one next, guys. <laughs> 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 and justice. What's your favorite thing about Jeffrey being a parent, or being a parent with Jeffrey?
3: I have a few favorites, but it's hard for me to choose. But I definitely love the way he like. I think it's the opposite. I love the way he disciplines her. He talks to her very, with, with so much compassion and understanding that she's this tiny human who doesn't even understand her own emotion. And he talks to her and soothes her. And if she's complaining about one thing or another, he helps her kind of just decide what it is that she's feeling. And she loves him so much and, and how he talks to her just as like she was a person. And not a toddler, a baby that doesn't know anything.
0: Jeffrey said we're skipping the goo goo gaga part. We're just going straight into like, hello, you're angry and I get that, but you gotta calm down.
2: That yeah. that sounds exactly like me.
1: I think that's like I've heard I've read studies about that though. When you like talk to your kid as they're like a person and not like a baby. I think mm-hmm. it it does something to them mentally and it kind of like works their brains and things like that. So they're able to kind of articulate themselves better as well. That's again, that's for what I read from the studies. I don't know if that's actually in practice how that works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, it's hard to like line up kids and decide like this is the one I'm going to mess up with the study and this is the one I'm not going to mess up with the study.
1: <laughs> this, is <laughs> like, yeah, this is our is control.
2: Yeah, is our control? <laughs> But I, I heard the same thing and I just do believe it like I, I think they were just very smart like you see Olivia you know she's only two and she just picks some things up so fast I just think it's crazy to talk to her like she's just a baby. She's very smart and I think you know she, all she's looking for is that guidance and somebody to help understand her and uh, I think I'd be doing her this justice to just treat her like a baby and talk like a baby to her.
0: See there's a whole reasoning behind there. I just talk to babies like kids because I don't have any other I just have one. Delivery of messages
1: for everyone. (laughs) Can you imagine Chris like trying to baby talk to a baby though?
0: (laughs) It's probably be uncomfortable for everyone.
1: (laughs) The baby would be like, "I'm uncomfortable. Please (laughs) stop." Okay, so what has been the best part about being a parent? Either, this is where you guys gotta like sell us like this is why you guys should have kids because this is the best part
0: you mean you sell chris because emma has pretty much decided she's gonna have a kid i'm the one who's like
1: eh. so sell chris
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's kind of hard i think you know it's not that there's anything wrong with being a parent it's just it really is hard because you have to I, i'm sure there's a part of this where we do talk about the bad part but part of selling is you just have to know that like that disclaimer, it's really not that easy. Like they really take a toll on you to some degree. Like they take a part of who you are and they make it their own. Uh, and that's great. It's beautiful because they're making it their own, but they're still taking a part of you. You know, you, you know, mean justice, you stay up late nights gaming together and having fun for like hours on end. And like that's just not a possibility anymore with you. You know, she just, she needs you and she wants you and she wants, she needs to be tended to. And, um, you lose a lot of free time. Uh, you have to sacrifice a lot. You know, she's now the focus. You know, you're not the main character anymore. She is, mm-hmm. uh, at least in your life. There's ways to try to find balance, but that's a big sacrifice you have to be willing to make up front. The great part of being a parent, I would say, is just that that love that you get from them. It's it's so different. Like it's so pure. Like she just loves you so much. That smile you see every day. These genuine emotions. Like if there's nothing. You know, as you grow up, you start to learn how to hide certain things about yourself and put this mask up. You know, she is just raw emotion. And it's so great to see something just so genuine. That's, to me, the best part is just that beam of love and hope and happiness that I get from her.
3: Yeah, I agree. I love that (laughs) no matter how upset you get at her or how much she knows she's in trouble, she still loves you unconditionally. She will come up to you and say, I love you, mommy. Or she'll say, I'm sorry. And she'll give you a big old hug and kiss. And it's super sweet because it, obviously you don't get a manual look kids, And sometimes you feel like maybe you've messed up or you're not a good enough parent. And then when they come and they look at you and they give you a hug and kiss, so you just know that you're doing all right. And it's so sweet. And I think for me, because she's a little girl, I absolutely love it. Right now, she's into toys and dolls, and she'll look on the commercials and say, Mommy, I want that. And she always wants you to play with her, but she also is fine playing by herself. So I just love that I get to kind of relive part of my childhood that I didn't get to fully have with her and just enjoy the girly stuff. Because she's really into that as well. And I'm grateful that she's a girly girl.
1: (laughs) I know. That's like kind of, I think, you know, and also too, these toys are just getting more and more like advanced. And like, I'm always like, wow, that's like really cool. I'll see my nephews playing with them. I'm like, let me see that for a second. Just kidding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do get to like kind of, You know, those things that maybe you didn't get to do as a kid, like you're kind of like able to do that now. You know, you kind of know what you want to do differently than when you were a kid, too, which I think is amazing. What would you say was the most surprising part about becoming a parent?
3: I think one of the most surprising parts about becoming a parent was probably just all the negative stuff that came with it. Mm -hmm. I feel like nobody really highlights the bad stuff. Everybody kind of romanticizes or glorifies only the good part. So when I had like, All the bad experiences that I've had, like postpartum, mom guilt, the sense of losing myself, that was just really surprising because I didn't know that that really happened because I didn't know anybody else that did. And those that did, didn't tell me. So yeah, I would say probably that.
2: Oh, I guess mine is probably very similar. I was very surprised that like how opinionated people get. Yeah, that was like, you know... Even like up to like, you have the baby and they're like, it's going to be a boy. And I was like, mm, you know, you know, it could be a girl. Cause I actually wanted a girl in my family. It's like, you know, it's 75% chance it's a boy. And I was like, no, I, I think it's 50-50 still. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's going to be, it you could be you said a girl. That. Yeah. My uncle is literally like, cause
1: I think biology class taught me something,
2: uncle. <laughs> yeah. But actually, cause my, my uncle said like, uh, we don't have many girls in my family on uh, my, actually on either side, my dad or my mom. So maybe he just got it in his head, but he was just like, you know, it's 75% chance it's a boy, Jeff. And I was like, no, I think it's 50-50. And, uh, you know, it could be a girl. And it was just such a strong, and then like when we we're pulling up names, like they were like, oh, I don't like that name. Oh, well, that don't, that name makes me think of that. And I'm like, you know, this is, really shouldn't be, uh, you know, it shouldn't matter. And then once you get past that and you have the baby, you know, it's like, you know, oh, you're not letting her eat certain things. You're not making her eat this. You're not doing this right. Like it, it's, you know, one day, Olivia's legs are a little ashy, and they were just like, you do know, what's wrong with you laying her out like this? You got to put lotion on her, blah, 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 which, I mean, it's a great thing. I just think you could say it better, and you don't even know. Like, maybe that day, I just didn't have time, you know? I just think, like, the opinions, I, I was very surprised to see how much people really had to say about it.
3: Yeah, that's really hard, especially when it's the same person that has, like, different opinions, or when you hear from people that you don't really know, and... For me, it always gets to me, but Jeffrey is always the one that, like, brings me, like, up and says, like, you know, you know what I mean? So, and then you see Olivia, and as long as she's happy and healthy, and especially at a healthy weight, you know, she's fine. But yeah, all the comments and the judgmental or the advice, it can get really hard.
1: everybody has opinions about everybody's kids. It's always so funny. I'm like, um, your child did not come out perfect. First of all, I'm married to your child. So clearly, there were some (laughs) things that you needed to work. Just kidding. (laughs) Not me putting my in-laws out there. Just kidding. We don't have any kids. But you know, like, I can just, especially because Isaac's the youngest, too. I think I can kind of foresee that happening where he's the youngest. We'll have kids and you know, our kids will be the youngest, too. There's so many like grandkids already in our family. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And and knowing, like, what's, what's actually, like, being advice that's helpful versus, like, what's advice that's, like, mm, it's unwarranted. I didn't ask for it. Sorry. I
2: also love that, like, Chris's face is just, like, so unsold. Like, he's, like, the way I came into this, nothing changed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel exactly the same way.
0: <laughs> I'm just, like, we started with the best, and I'm, like, no was not enough like i just <laughs> this is not a. this is not helping at all it's fine that was not the purpose the purpose of the episode was not to convince me to have kids so i hope no one into yeah. that misconception that, like today jeffrey and justice were supposed to convince chris to have kids. that was not that was not it i really only opened it for that little section of like okay here's the best if you're gonna do it now's the time <laughs> that's okay all this other stuff like it's cool i love hearing this for other people and i think as the basically forever uncle is i've almost decided i'm gonna be it's just it's helpful to know the things that people don't really like all the time and so just knowing as the awkward childless kid or person that shows up people probably don't want to hear any of the things that I have to say. So let me just ask questions and see how I can be supportive. And then if I'm unneeded, just to see my way out. There's no need for <laughs> nothing else additional needed. I don't need anything else to be added to this. So that is fine with me. But I don't know. I mean, you opened with challenges, but is there is there a specific challenge that you want to highlight in terms of parenthood? Maybe like one thing that you just have found to be like, the thing that it's almost like a daily thing, or it's just it feels almost insurmountable sometimes. Or maybe you've already overcome it, and it was just painful in the moment.
3: I would say probably two: either bedtime or eating. <laughs> sometimes there's days where she doesn't really eat, and I'm like, "Hey, girl, you had a banana and some crackers today, and that's
2: it." No, yeah, that's that's, that's a real one. Like. I don't know if, I wouldn't say like it was like something that's like, that was like so challenging. Cause she's actually pretty good about that time in eating. But that was, that's, it reminds me of like in the beginning we were so concerned. There was like days that she just like would eat like a couple crackers. And she just didn't want to eat. And I remember reading a Facebook comment. She was like in a mom's group. And one of the moms was like, girl, my baby is eating like an onion slice and like, uh, Chick-fil-A sauce for like four days straight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and even our, even our, like, pediatrician was like, honestly, this kind of thing happens. It's not too uncommon. Like, sometimes they just eat, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of scary, because a part of me was like, man, maybe I'm not, you know, feeding my baby right, maybe I'm not doing <laughs> something right, but you just, it's just kind of a part of the process. I didn't really, yeah. but that reminded me of that.
3: Yeah. There's days where she doesn't really eat, but I will say lately, the past, like, month or so, She's been eating pretty good.
2: I think potty training is a hard one right now.
3: Potty training is really hard right now because there's a lot of pressure that people are like, Oh, um, I had my baby potty trained when they were this age. And you need to start buying the the pull-ups and you need to just take her. And I'm like, she's not ready. And I even talked to her pediatrician about it. And she says that even if she's not potty trained by three, it's okay still. If she's just not ready. And it just... It kind of sucks because you feel so much pressure from people around you to hurry up and get her potty trained. But if you actually look at her, she's not ready. It wasn't until recently that she started actually telling me that she has pee or poop. And I always try to encourage it since, you know, for a while, but it wasn't until recently she started doing that. So I think maybe she's starting to show signs that maybe she is kind of, but she's still just not. So I would say that potty training is probably the hardest just because of the timeline that people set their expectations
1: Mm. yeah
0: it's wild there's no gold medal for having the first baby potty train
1: honestly like (laughs) congratulations your child knows to go to the bathroom like it's a natural thing we're all gonna learn it somehow (laughs) we'll get there (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) I, and the, yeah, it goes back to, like, everybody having opinions about everything. Like, I don't understand.
0: Now, if you're going to run me a check for potty training the baby early, okay, now look, come on now. Like, <laughs> I, I, we got to make this happen. Like, there's money on the table here. But if there's no money on the table, I'm just saying, like, you'll get there when you get
3: there.
2: Yeah, which is kind of like how me and Justice soothe each other and talk to each other. It's just that, like, we, we're the parents. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what they say, because we're the one that's. Running this show, like, we have to take care of our baby the way we see fit. We're the one that sees her every day. We're the one that knows what's going on. They don't know what's going on. Like these are just opinions, which are sometimes it's funny when it comes from people that don't even have kids. It's kind of like okay, and then you have parents, and maybe their kids haven't come up the best, and you also feel a type of way because like those kids ain't that great, and you're telling <laughs> me to raise my kids. And then even from good parents, like sometimes the advice are just. You know, like to you, it just doesn't fit your lifestyle and what Mm. you do. Like, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have the job where it's part time and I can stay at home and do these things like you. I work, I own a business. I have to work extra. So I can't do that. I mean, it's great that you had the luxury to do that, but I can't. Mm. So um, at the end of the day, I just look at my life, the way everything is set. And we we have to make the best call for our daughter. We can't let everybody else tell us
3: what to do.
1: And you guys are your child's biggest advocate too, right? Like that's, and I think that's something that I've seen so far from you guys. And I admire because I've seen a lot of parents who like do fall into that. Like, oh, there's so much pressure on this. I'm going to do this versus like, no, my kid's not ready. Like I, I know what's best for them. I see them on a day to day basis, you know? So that's, I think that's the most important part too. You just want to have a happy and healthy child. Why doesn't everyone want that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think they do, and that's where all these opinions came come from. Is that they're like, Well, these are things that didn't make my baby happy or did make my baby happy, so you should do these things. So generally speaking, it's probably not coming out of a place of negativity or judgment. But it can that could see how it could be overwhelming because it's just let me live. Let me when I need the help. I'll just be there when I need it. But in this moment, leave me alone.
2: <laughs> yeah. In the beginning, it was a lot. Now that I think, and I, I kind of told Justice too. I was like, you know, this is very early. Let them see what we're gonna do. You know, let uh, let my actions show. And now that Olivia's too, you know, it's not A lot of compliments we've gotten. Like people are like, wow, she's so good. Wow, she's so well behaved. Wow, you know, she, that's that's all bedtime is for her. Like she just goes to say, oh wow, she's on a routine. And they're so surprised. And these are coming from a lot of people that were telling us, oh, you should do this, you should do that. And I chose to not listen. Not that I just thought they weren't right. I just knew what I had envisioned, what I, what my goals were. I wanted to make sure she was happy. I wanted to find these balances. So I stopped caring as much. But in the beginning, it was a lot. In the beginning, it was a lot of opinions. But I just knew, like, let me just show them. Let me just show them what I'm going to do and what the results is. And it really paid out. Uh, we get a lot less comments these days.
1: You kind of mentioned Justice, the mommy Facebook. Well, actually, Jeffrey, I think you mentioned it. Can, yeah. I, I've only ever seen, like, the parodies of it, the satire of it. Is it really, like, Wildin in there? Like, is it really as crazy as people make it seem?
3: Yeah. Because <laughs> I, won't, I won't name the group that I'm in, but there is a mom group that definitely makes me feel better about us as parents. And you see a lot of... Drama, as far as like people putting their personal business out there, and I read it because...
2: She likes the tea.
3: I
1: like, I like the tea. <laughs> That's gonna be a whole separate episode, we're gonna have a mommy group tea episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
3: sometimes I go on there, like, I don't go on there anymore, I go more for the tea, but I used to go on there, like, if I was struggling with something, like with Olivia's eating habits, or her bedtime, or whatever, I would go and see. But nowadays, I just go to read the stories that some people are going
1: through. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> These poor ladies out here really just trying and trying to find a community and we're over here just sipping our tea. Enjoying. Leave him. They really are supportive <laughs> of each other. I will say that. That's good because I've seen some of those like videos where they're like talking about, well, my child you know, and it's like always making fun of it and things like that. So I think it's important you found a supportive community.
2: <laughs> that was, you know, that was like a, you know, your partners bring different skills. And that's like a skill I really admire in Justice is that she finds ways to get help and find solutions and she follows through and, and gets it done like that. I'd always suggest one of your best skills is to just get things done. I love to just tell you like, hey, we need to do this. And I know she's going to get it done. I don't know. She's not scared to like find that Facebook group and talk to these people. Um, she's very, uh, social. She's very good at communicating. She's, people love to talk to her. She's very friendly. But I love that. That's a skill set that I don't necessarily have. Like I'm, I'm not the guy to join the dad's group on Facebook. <laughs> I'm just not that person. But I mean, she found, like we also cloth diapered and, um, she dug into that. Like I, that's a little bit of a story of its own, but like I told her about the cloth diapering. We, we jumped in. She found the cloth diapering group, and she found a lot of support and tips, and she really handled it, and that's not, that's not something I couldn't have done, but I, I think she did it so great, maybe better than me. I mean, she just killed that. I didn't have to think about it. It was really yeah, cool.
3: We even had like a wash routine, so like apparently our old washer was perfect for cloth diapering, so I had an actual wash routine and, and a the not really a drying routine
1: but the washing was the most important but yeah <laughs> that's so cool I know someone who also cloth diapered and when I heard about it I was like wow this is fascinating this is a whole life out there and I was I was telling my mom about it and she goes you were cloth diaper too I was like I was is that why? <laughs> <laughs> that used to be the norm and I was like what <laughs> I was like, "Well, it's coming yeah. back, mom. It's coming back with the with the vengeance." People are out here doing it. Good for the environment. It's so fascinating to me, though. Honestly, the whole thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, it's great. I absolutely love it. And she just looks so cute. She was so tiny, and this big old cloth diaper wrapped around her. <laughs> oh, it's so really cute. They love you. Absolutely, like whenever We have another kid. I'm gonna cloth diaper again.
1: Yes. Oh, that was a was that a hint for baby number two? Mm.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wait, don't get, don't get too into it though. We got a whole question about this little future okay.
2: we got yeah, going yeah.
0: on, but ooh, I love the little hit, a little early <laughs> hit. That
1: was a good <laughs> little preview.
0: Mm. So a major, a major component that you hit on is being a small business owner. We already know, you know, that's something that we've explored on the Tea with Kremit in general. Of like, what does small business look like? And so, A great time to really talk about what does small business look like for or pretty much self-employed look like while also raising like a tiny person. So I know you've probably listened to Brian and Shemaine who have older kiddos at this time. And so what is it like to have had this venture? And now you're trying to find a new sense of balance with a kiddo.
2: I definitely like also run it kind of like a, it's not, the pressure's not just on me. It really hit us as a family. I kind of run it like a mom pop shop. I've definitely been to an onsite and I put Olivia on the beanbag and Justice is there wrapping up cables and I'm doing my thing. So it's, it's very much in our life. You know, I'm sure Olivia will have like distant memories of like random offices that I've dragged to. <laughs> uh, I even have this photo I can send it to. It's so cute. One time she was even younger. She was like, she probably just turned to and I put this monitor on the floor and the cable. And I'm trying to unlock, look for the key to unlock the door to this office. And Olivia grabs the cable. She's looking under the monitors, trying to figure out where to put it. <laughs> you know, she was really working out there. One time we are at the warehouse moving. And we're putting all these things in these boxes. And she's she was like barely one. I mean, yeah, she was like one and a half or something. And she's like grabbing stuff and putting it in the box too. She she could barely reach the top of the box. I think of a video of that too.
3: Um,
2: but it's very hard. You know, it's very... Involved in our life, we don't have the luxury to just shut off when we get home. Sometimes on the weekends, I tell Justice, Hey, I need you to run and grab me this part. She's got to bring Olivia, you know, which I know is a hassle. Uh, she brings Olivia, grabs a part for me, brings it to me uh, during the weekdays. Sometimes I come home at night and I get an email urgent. This restaurant is down and I have to leave my family to go to that restaurant to bring them up. It could even be a Friday. It's happened on a Friday night, you know, on Christmas a client called me and said, Hey, I need you to remote in and do this thing for me like, on Christmas day. And so it's very much in my life. And then you also have to balance that like stress of like not bringing those emotions home because when you get home, you have to give that love to the people that didn't see you all day. They don't realize the challenges you have, and you can't take that out on them. You can't bring that home. You have to be home and be ready for them. It's hard to find that balance sometimes because it pays the bills. You know, we have this house, uh, pays the bills, pays the rent. It buys her clothes. It buys us happiness and food. You know, we have to, oh, happiness is a strong word, but advise the things that bring some joy to, to them. So it is hard, but it's the way I found to live my life.
0: Now I w- I'm curious about from like the justice point of view, being the mom and, uh, you know, I've, I know part of the history that you've had in terms of like working and then being a mom. And so just kind of curious of like what that journey has looked like for you in terms of, cause you know, Working while pregnant is a whole experience. And then working with a little itty bitty tiny person is a whole experience. And so just kind of figuring out like how you have found that balance. I mean, we know it hits dads, but like it hits moms differently to go through all of those experiences. And then also having to do all of the other things with life, especially working. And so what has that looked like for you?
3: When I found out I was pregnant, I was actually working at Starbucks. Like you're on your feet all day you're rushing to get drinks ready to get this money and give people their drinks and all that so it was actually a really rough time because my doctor was like you need to take breaks you have to sit down but the manager like didn't want me to and i was like oh this is like really hard because how am i supposed to get into my doctor this is my first baby versus what what the company i was looking for wanted and so it was just really hard. And I was actually really, really unhappy working there. As much as I love the job itself and the people that I worked with, like, I just wasn't happy. And then my father had passed away, which took a big toll, like, on my emotions. And Jeffrey was like, you know, like, if you're just really that unhappy, maybe just stay home. So I did. And that was, like, really nice. I stayed home from, like, my second trimester up until, you know, I had the baby. And then after I had the baby, I went through postpartum and I stayed home for about 10 months. And I just told Jeffrey, I was like, I can't be at home anymore. <laughs> you know, I've got to, it's like the mom guilt. Like you want, you ha- you want to be there for your baby all the time. But you really didn't need that break. So we put our Montessori and then I started working. And from then, just that work-life balance. I mean, it was a little bit hard because you feel really guilty leaving your baby with somebody else to do, a, like, you know, during the day work while you're working. So whenever she comes home or, like, I go and pick her up, I feel like I'm just a better mom for it. So I'm Montessori has been the best thing for us because, it, you know, she's learned a lot, and it helps us teach her more. And it's been really great. And just working full-time, I got used to it. You know, working, I stopped feeling mom guilt. And I just look forward to seeing her when I got home. And it's honestly not that hard, at least for me. I think I had a really good balance with it. Like you know, her going to school, me going to work, us being home together as a family. I think it was really nice. It wasn't that hard for me. That is a fresh <laughs> person.
0: I don't think I've heard of anyone who's like, usually you just hear people like, oh, I need more time. I need more time to be at home. But I guess that's also coming from... Where I'm working, where you get six weeks, which is it's definitely it's not the same as ten months. It's just so I would imagine like yeah, when you're after a little bit longer time to actually be at home to get to know who your baby is to go through all of those things, it is a little bit different. You could start to feel it makes sense that it's like okay, I've done this part. Like I feel I feel ready. I'm ready to go. Where it's I'm just hearing a lot of people who are like six weeks, twelve weeks. That's not. That's really not that much time at all. And I'm, I'm not sure that it sounds like even you would have been ready at six or 12 weeks. If that was like what the corporation wanted from you, that would have been potentially even more challenging. And so I just like, oh, I don't know how people do it after a month and a half. Literally, that's it. A month and a half. And now it's
3: time. Yeah, that's really tough. I just feel lucky and we're fortunate enough that I was able to just not work at all. Like I quit Starbucks. And I was able to stay home with Olivia for what I thought was a long time
2: and months. Um, I, I really didn't like it. Like when Justice came home and she's like, yeah, the manager wants me to do this and work like this. And it, it's just like, she did not care about Justice at all. Yeah. Like at all, like not even the, like it was crazy. Like how do you tell this pregnant woman stuff like this? I thought it was insane. And I was like, if you're really not that happy, no, just leave. Yeah. And. Another point to so like you mentioning like the six weeks and not being ready, Justice, her postpartum lasted a good minute. And I think for at least like two months after that baby, I almost didn't recognize Justice. She was very sad. I and mean, She was a very different person. And I think it's insane to only have that time that you're still depressed. And they're like, okay, you barely, you know, you haven't even figured yourself out. You're depressed. A part of you feels like you don't want this baby, but you love this baby. And then get back to work. It's insane.
3: I think this is just one of those things that people don't speak up about. But I honestly didn't feel any love for Olivia until she was about six months old. I was on autopilot. I was on survival mode. I mean, even when she was like around two months old, I had a routine down. I had her feeding schedules. I didn't really plan out her nap times, but I had her feeding schedules down to like, you know, the certain specific hour. I even had like a little binder of like a guide of, you know, just writing things down and tracking. So like I was doing everything and I feel bad because I was literally just doing the basics to just keep this baby alive. And my postpartum was just really bad. Yeah, it wasn't until around six months was when I really started to enjoy her. And that's just not something that many people talk about. I even told my sister... And one of my sisters that actually has kids was like, "Yeah, I would do that too." And I was like, "Thanks for telling me." Like, I wish, and I understand not every woman gets postpartum, but I would have at least liked to know. And and when I recognized the signs within myself, that's when I started to get help. But yeah, it was really hard. And Starbucks didn't make it any easier because it took them a long time to even to even consider what the doctor was ordering for me to have breaks and stuff. And then when my dad passed away, they didn't even offer me any bereavement. I went home that Monday, even though his funeral was that weekend. I I mean, I went to work that Monday, even though his funeral was that weekend. And I was just, I think I worked for like a few more days and then I quit.
1: There is a lot of, like, I feel like there was a lot of lawsuit happening things. Like, there's so many, I feel like there's a lot of protections for pregnant women in the workplace. That's why I'm kind of, like, concerned that this was happening to you.
3: Yeah, and I had no idea what bereavement was. And I I never lost someone that close to me. But I remember he passed away on a Tuesday. And I was scheduled Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off already. So I had told my manager that I was only going to miss that Thursday. And I flew to Texas that Wednesday night for his funeral on Friday. And she texted me Saturday if I was still coming home, if I was still going to work on Monday.
1: And I was like, I guess.
3: And I was just so mind blown that I wasn't offered any kind of time off.
1: Or like empathy or compassion, like a normal human. I think it was your manager. I'm seeing some... Not so great things. Which store were you at again? Give us, give us that number, girl. <laughs> <laughs> store number bleep, bleep, bleep.
0: Got some investigations to do.
1: What the heck? That is crazy, and that is so sad. That makes me so sad that that was like your experience with that. You know, like at a time when you know you needed to be mourning, and a time when the. You're also like pregnant and with your first child, and people always talk about like that's that's so sad, and I'm sorry that you went through that, you know. And over again at Starbucks, please shut us down. Please shut down this episode so we can have a real conversation. I just want to have a couple of words, a couple of words with you, really quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I feel
3: like the postpartum did go away on its own, but I think it turned into postpartum anxiety so I get a lot of like like anxious thoughts, like you know, don't run too fast, you'll slip and fall, you know, and I feel like that's normal. And I've noticed that all moms get anxious like that. So I just tell myself that what I'm feeling is normal. And then I try not to be like, helicoptery. And he tells me, he's like, baby, you need to relax. Like, everything is fine. You don't want to be a helicopter parent. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> so were there things that like, you've sprinkled them all throughout, but were there one or two nuggets of knowledge that you think would have been particularly beneficial before going into parenthood, things that you would like to, because again, they've been, you've mentioned quite a few things throughout already. And so just some things that you wanted to kind of honor in the sense of like, no, these are some things that I definitely wish someone could have pulled me aside or let me know ahead of time. This is parenthood.
2: I mean, this one is kind of like uh if I had to give advice to like a new parent, because it is something i wish we knew but we actually didn't we got very lucky one of my clients he's a really great guy very successful he's got like seven kids now yeah and his wife was just like the number one thing build routines this is the most important thing build routines and so i mean to any parent luckily i went in with that advice but had i not that's the advice i would have wished for building very strong routines that helped us so much olivia has a good bedtime we always tried to get to her before she cried rather than when she cried. So we were already like, I think, you know, to some point she knew like, okay, this is the time I'm going to eat. Okay, this is the time they change us. Oh, this is the time I go to sleep. You know, those routines were so strong, uh, really helped us out a lot. And that's mm-hmm. one, to affording it financially. I wish I had a little more insight on that. You hear it all the time, like kids aren't cheap and stuff like that. But like when you really I wish people really got into those numbers. (laughs) So I had a little bit more perspective on it. Like daycare alone, I pay almost 1,200 a month. Yeah, Uh, Montessori is not cheap and I pay the extra for Montessori. But to be honest, any daycare is not cheap. Like even like a not so great daycare is still like 800 a month or something. So I'd rather pay the 400 extra and know that she's getting like a type of education with the daycare. But yeah, I mean, daycare is crazy expensive. I wish I knew that. That was one. And then a third one that I wish I knew going into this. They Again, it's kind of like the thing they already tell you and I already mentioned it. But I just really wish I knew how much of our life was going to be kind of taken away. Yeah. Like, I really wish I, I realized how severe it was. Like, you know, you're going to have kids, but you kind of think like, oh, they're going to be in bed at certain times. You will have your time. But it's not a lot. Like We literally stay up till midnight or 1 a.m every night because we are desperate for us time we will stay up that late and be tired the next day because we are craving that after she goes to bed we want to play a game we want to watch a movie we want to do stuff like that and we have to crunch that in after she goes to sleep yeah. so those are the three things i kind of wish I
3: for me you know everything that you said that i would like to add on some things i'm really big on like the knowledge of postpartum because nobody told me anything. I didn't even recognize myself. Like the day I came home from the hospital, I cried. And there are times throughout the day where I would just feel this wave of emotion and I would just cry. So that is one thing that, you know, I wish people would speak out about. You know, Jeffrey was amazing through my like postpartum, you know, journey. And, you know, (laughs) he helped me a lot through it. But I just really I love him like extra for that. I think another thing is, I think this kind of like hits me a little bit like closer to home, but like just how hard it is with just the two of us. Because my older sister growing up, my older sister is old enough to be my mom because my mom had me later in her life. But my older sister had two kids and just growing up, I would see my mom and my other sister help out with raising the kids. So in my head, I really did see that village. You know, my sister went to work and then my mom, and my other sister helped. And then when we had our kids, we didn't have any help. And it was just really hard for me to see that I didn't get that. But we did amazing on our own. But I just, you know, people say it takes a village, but not everybody has that village. And not not everybody, like, no matter how close you are to some family members, you know, they're not going to willingly say like, hey, do you guys want a date night? I'll babysit, you know, nobody does that. And right. so you kind of just have to kind of figure it out on your own. That is why we stay up late because we don't get like date nights as often as we we used to have. So I would say that, you know, just how hard it is for just the two of us.
2: I did want to add to that. That was a good point. I completely didn't even think about that. I kind of just stopped caring because I've always been that kind of, it's such a bad personality trait, but I'm that kind of person <laughs> that like, if you're like, you know, I don't want to help. I'm like, okay, don't help. I figure it out. I will make it work. I'm that like I don't like you could be in the middle of helping me and say something that I don't like enough. But, like just go home. I will figure this out. I'm just that kind of person. So when I felt that from our families, like nobody really like being in there, I was like I don't care. I will figure this out. I always do. her niece was practically raised by her mom and her other sister, and so like her mom never really uh, her sister didn't have to take care of like those kids. It's crazy, mm-hmm. and uh, I hate to like throw any gigs at people. But to be honest with you, my mom, her love language is gifts. So she was very supportive on like that end, but like she would not change a diaper. She would not do it. She came here for two weeks to help, three weeks, never changed a single diaper. She like, she she did not really help. She was just there and she did like buy stuff. It was very nice of her, but I wish she kind of stepped in and was like, hey, let me take, like not even one night did she watch that baby. Not even one night. That's crazy. I, like, why do you come here to help us and we can't even get one night of sleep? Yeah. Like there's other – like she's got a friend that her friend's mom went there and took care of the kids, takes it away. She's like, oh, that way you can take a break. That way you can sleep and take a nap. Nobody did that for us at all. It's crazy. Like we did not get that kind of help. But it's been – we've been doing this for like almost three years now. We don't – I just forgot. I didn't even think about it anymore. But, yeah, we don't get that kind of help.
3: Yeah. I remember when his mom came. It was right after I had the baby. So I had the newborn. I had company over for those three weeks. And it was really hard, you know, adjusting to mom life, but still having to pick up after everybody else. And he had to work. You know, he's got to pay the bills. He did call me throughout the day, which was really, really nice. But it was just really hard not having help when there
1: were those extra pair of hands. man that's so tough but you guys are doing a great job you know not that you guys need the extra validation obviously you know you see it in in olivia and you get to see you know like no one can say that they had a hand in this this was us like all us you know and
0: but despite all this what are your hopes and dreams for moving forward? <laughs> you hinted at it earlier i'm just saying because despite all of these things there were hints earlier so what are you thinking hoping dreaming moving forward
2: yeah it's so fun we covered a lot of negative but <laughs> I mean, it's great having her now, like we've gotten over the routines, we've gotten through a lot of hardships, we've really adjusted. And the bigger part, like of all those hardships is that it made us become a family. That is what made family, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about all the good times, it's about all the hard times, you know, it's that journey. And uh, now I feel like we're a family. I love it. Like, we we'll have a house, we have a very spiteful cat, I don't know what's wrong with him. We have our beautiful baby, we'll have a beautiful, strong wife. I have a business. We really came together and made home and made family. You know, let's see Olivia run around. She's so happy. She's so smart. I really do. we really do want another kid. Yeah, I, I, I love her so much. And um, we think sometimes we see her play alone. Kind of sad. I want to see her play with her sister or her brother or have somebody there with her. I don't want her to feel alone. You know, sometimes we're tired. You know, like it's hard sometimes to bring yourself down and be like, you know what? She missed us, too. She wants to play with us. She wants to play with somebody. And I think having a sister or brother could help her. And I've seen siblings in my family really talk to each other and be there for each other. I, I think it'd be great to give her that. Mm-hmm. So I we are hoping to have another mm-hmm. baby.
1: You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Growing family on the horizon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: for sure. And I agree. I do feel bad when we talk about the negative stuff. But...
1: I don't think it's negative though. I think it's real. (laughs) It's yeah. real stuff, yeah. I don't want to say everyone wants to glorify parenting, but at the same time, you know, when you're asking someone in the moment, I'm sure that they don't want to talk about like, oh, this is like actually really tough. Like, you know, instead they're like, oh, this is like wonderful. And everyone's like so bubbly and she never cries and they go to bed on time and they eat all the foods. Like, you know, so I <laughs> think that that's like, but it's a real take. And, you know, even though it's a real take, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative take, right? It's just the reality of it. Hmm, so many thoughts to take in really questioning my life choices I'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah but we
3: definitely do want more kids before we even had Olivia I told Jeffrey I wanted five
1: kids (laughs) girl no tell me why I was telling Isaac I wanted 10 kids I don't have any I'm almost hitting that age where I'm like 10 is 10 is pushing it I was like even one is pushing it at this point but no (laughs) Five, I see you. Because I will also say, I was like, I want four because then all of us have a partner when we go to Disneyland. Five, you know, like, I was like, I was telling oh, Isaac, I was like, Yeah, exactly. I was like, We can't have odd, but we can't have, and Isaac was like, Well, two doesn't seem like a lot. And I was like, It doesn't, but five seems like a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where are y'all getting five and 10 kid money? Yeah, it's,
3: um,
2: that's the thing. Yeah, it's
0: great. also, Even beyond the money, where y'all getting five and 10 kid energy from?
1: When you're young, I feel like everything seems possible. (laughs) Yeah, and I
3: want that big family. You know, I want to be in the kitchen cooking and all the kids are like, you know, waiting for dinner to be ready. I want them to be like older and have their own kids. And I'm the abuela. That just knows all of these things and all my little grandkids. Like I want like that big. Oh, um, you're thinking,
1: you're thinking long game. You're thinking to abuela stage already. We're, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get to mom and dad.
2: Yeah. This is just proof that she's trying to trap me because
1: this,
2: this energy is new. Okay. Let me tell you when she, she wanted five kids and then she had one. And I was like, how do you feel now that you've had one? She's like, honestly, I'm good with one. And then she was like, you know, maybe two. And I saw her getting better and better as a parent. And I told her, I'm scared to have another one because you've gotten so good. You're going to realize it's easy. You're going to want three (laughs) and four. And this conversation right here just confirmed. This energy coming up, I knew it. She wants, she still wants five.
1: I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) She has to just ease you into it. That's the thing, yeah. you know. I can see, like, and I, you know, and you talk so highly of Justice as being a mom, and she's just so natural at it. Like five, that's nothing. If you can do one, why not five, Jeffrey? <laughs> it
3: would be like he's so amazing with Olivia. He's gonna discipline the other ones just so easy. Like it's gonna be amazing. He the glasses amazing came bad. off. Like I think he's. I know he talked a little bit about how the work life balance was hard for him, but I think he does it perfectly. And I understand that as a business owner sometimes you have to take care of stuff, but to me he's a perfect dad, a perfect husband, and a perfect, like hard working man. And I'm just so happy to have more of his babies.
0: Just
2: for a little <laughs> just for a little perspective, daycare, Montessori, like twelve hundred a month. And then if you bring another kid, they give you a discount. There you it goes go, from you get that discount. Yeah. So it goes from twelve hundred to eleven $1, hundred for the second kid.
1: <laughs> wait, hold on, wait, so that's twelve hundred plus eleven hundred. Yes that's twenty three hundred.
0: talking about five, yeah. Emma five Just this
1: girl. We gonna have to sit down a little bit for a second, work on the math, but maybe you can just do Montessori at your house. There you go. <laughs> that's how you say, whennny y'all, well, I will make this happen. We will make my this happen
3: plan <laughs> is to like have this second baby by the time
1: Olivia is gonna
3: enter like, pre-K or kindergarten. Yeah, and y'all already right? been paying.
1: You won't it won't hurt you. You've already been doing it. <laughs> and I was with the baby home
3: for like ten months.
1: So like, you know, it'll be okay. It'll be well. It out. Mm. it all worked out. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh
0: well before we give anyone a heart attack, final Yelp review on being first time parents. Zero to five. Well, I guess technically it's one you to can't five stars. You can give
1: zero stars on Yelp. One to five stars.
0: One to five stars. How would, how would you rate being first-time parents?
2: I mean, that rating changed a lot throughout the years, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. Like, off-rip, one out of five experience. <laughs> what about <That> now? Is, <laughs> now it's five out of five. I love it. I love being a dad. I love being a parent. I love – it's so – I'm trying to keep your show safely rated, but, like – um justice has become far more attractive as a mother yeah that's I, why I, y'all
1: got that five kid energy right there
2: yeah <laughs> exactly and um so off rip though, one out of five in the middle three to four out of five now it's five out of five so it's definitely gone up as the time has progressed I
3: agree. it is different seeing your partner seeing your man as a father mm-hmm. yeah I will say, too, that he has
1: gotten a lot of, the <laughs> of <keeping> together. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, this is not my final form.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all still got teenage years when Olivia's, you know, dealing with dating and all that. So we don't see.
2: We have the five kids now. Then it's too late to change our mind. We just deal with five teenagers at once.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh lord help somebody somebody help your family oh that's what my mom did
0: three teenagers just back all at once. to back like, bop, bop, that was bop. like call it a day be done so it's too late at that point
2: yeah i mean i imagine you know they say girls are easy in the beginning and then they get hard later and boys are easy uh, hard in the beginning and then they get easy later so i just can't wait for the later years because right now they're right olivia is easy i'm very happy yes
3: and twins run heavily in his family so we'll
1: see. Y'all gotta try okay. then. Try, twins yeah. are coming. It's on the horizon, yeah, on everyone. On
2: my mom's side, where my grandma is, one of nineteen, and I think like it was like six set, six or seven set of twins. Dang. Yeah. And what was in I the was water?
1: Like, oh. Y'all gotta go drink that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I lived in Mill valley. I think they lived in the valley too, so the water can't be that great. <laughs>
1: We have to do some studies, some comparative studies of twins being born in the valley. There you go. Oh no, oh it's
0: not the valley. That's a different place. This oh. Dell Valley.
1: Oh, Dell mm. Valley.
0: They don't-, don't do studies out there.
1: Stop. <laughs>
2: What's in the water? Radiation.
1: <laughs> Honestly. We laugh so we don't Austin cry. It's
0: <laughs> so, okay, a little ITX joke in case you got it, but. Oh, goodness. Any final thoughts you want to leave off on before we enter our last little segment?
2: Yeah, don't let the negative discourage you. I think if you really do want to have a kid, you should have that kid. It's it's really worth it, in my opinion. There's just all so much love uh, and they can even change you.
3: It does. For sure, it does change you. I feel like I've grown a lot and I think having Olivia forced me to change and kind of grow up a little bit or not exactly sure how to put it, but I'm not the same person I was before I had a kid, and I love the person I am now compared to what I was before Yeah. Uh-huh. It's
0: okay. Still not convinced. But <laughs> with that, it is time for our...
1: Rapid fire question!
2: I thought you were going to let Emma do it because of the conversation we had, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> I spent too much time we spent 50
1: episodes trying to find that air horn jeffrey so you're just gonna have to deal with that yeah i also also
2: heavily pushed chris in the beginning to get the sound effects (laughs) but now that you have it i miss the old song
1: thank you i i do too sometimes i'm gonna go first because mine are usually terrible but today i think i have a good one okay so when you were a kid what was something that you thought would be awesome about being an adult that turned out to not be awesome?
0: Driving. (laughs) That was quick. That's a good one. I hate driving. Driving sucks.
1: Having
3: multiple careers. I really thought I was going to be a singer slash nurse slash (laughs) mom.
1: Well, you're already doing one of them really well. You're only missing the other two. What's stopping you?
3: (laughs) Oh my God. I cannot go to school for nursing. I'm a good mom. Not a smart one. Stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead.
2: We could make a whole episode about funny things business is such a I promise you. <laughs> Minds would probably be having access to money. You know, as a kid, you know, when your your mom holds those $20 from me, you, you're like, man, if I had those $20, man, <laughs> please keep the money.
1: I could be, I could be Bill Gates right now, yeah. mom. You're just holding yeah. me back from greatness.
2: Now, keep the money, pay the bills, please keep it.
1: Max, something I thought would be awesome was like having you know like when you go to target and like picking all of the items i was like yeah this is gonna be awesome and now i have to pay for it and i'm like (laughs) this is terrible (laughs) now i understand why my mom was like great value don't get the (laughs) ziploc up and up (laughs)
2: i think that made me want to buy name brand like just to be (laughs) swipeable.
1: exactly i did too and i was like i'm gonna buy the ziploc brand i'm gonna get the the tide pods (laughs) now i'm like you know they all wash the same it's still it's plastic it still holds the same thing (laughs) that was something i thought would be awesome was buying brand name things and um you know not brand name budget (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay who would like to go next justice or jeffrey
2: uh i'll go is there anything that you like to unreasonably collect
1: unreasonably collect yeah
2: like something you just you just don't need to have a lot of and you still want to grab them
1: stationary i have a lot of pens and there's no reason why i should have so many pens and isaac's always like it's the same exact pen no this one writes like a 0.7 this one writes like a 0.3 and this is a (laughs) 0.038 don't get it twisted Sometimes I feel like in, I'm in a little doodly mood, so I need my point zero three eight. Sometimes I feel like I oh well, I have lots of things to say, so that's a point seven kind of day. If you know, you know.
2: <laughs> mm, justice
0: knows. I
3: know.
1: Yes, thank you. Come to yeah. Japan. We'll go to the stationery stores.
0: <laughs> that was real life. No, I have a lot of turtle things, just like turtle rocks and turtle keychains and turtle oh plushies gosh. and. To all sorts of just turtle things. And at this point, it just, I continue to collect them. I don't even think I've bought a turtle thing recently. Most people at this point just, actually, that's not true. I got a turtle charm on a trip recently. So whatever, turtles, just turtle stuff.
3: Me, I think just anything cute or kawaii, whether it's stationery or like knickknack, anything cute, I gotta have it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a very tough one. Like she, uh, she scrapbooks. So she keep, she keeps literally everything. Like I'll see trash, she says that's not trash. It's like old newspaper, and she's no, no, that's for a scrapbook. It's or not she'll not like,
1: trash. are you throwing away your memories? <laughs>
2: <laughs> she'll like grab like a toy that uh, Olivia ripped open, and she like keeps it. And she wants to cut the cardboard and and put it in this guy. She's I can't touch anything. So yeah, that's on her. Yes, me. Uh, probably the, all the little plastic collectibles you see. I love to collect Funkos and other types of collectibles. I don't need all of them. I think I have over 300. Uh, yeah, I have to, uh. I Emma,
0: mean, did I tell you what this man made me do while I was in Atlanta with him?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: We woke up in the butt crack of dawn. Not to drop Olivia off at daycare. That did happen. But we had to wake up with the butt crack of dawn so we could go wait in line at the mall for him to get limited edition released Funko Pops.
1: Which one was it? Was it worth it?
2: Uh that day we picked up. It was from one of the conventions. So they dropped the shared sticker for... And you
0: gave them to that old man because they ran out. Mm-hmm.
1: So y'all wait. So y'all stayed in line, and you didn't even get it.
0: He got two of them, but then he gave one of them to the old man because the old man didn't get them. He wasn't early enough in line.
2: I actually gave away the one I wanted. I got Enmu from Demon Slayer, which I knew was going to be very popular in a few years, and I plan to watch Demon Slayer, so I wanted to have it. Chris told me the character wasn't that great anyway. So, and then I got Starfire. And so when we were at like once we got them, the the, they were like counting out, and the guy behind me realized he wasn't going to be able to get one. And he wanted to get it for his son. And I was like, it's okay. You can just take it. it
1: pulled at your dad's strings, huh? Yeah, what if it was he, all a manipulation tactic? What if he has no children? I
2: think, think I saw that? him I'm in, like, kidding. dad's shoes. I think he was, like, wearing, like, the Reebok. <laughs> so I was like, no, this guy, <laughs> I did not see. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see a single bone in him as, like, a reseller or a Demon Slayer fan. I truly believe this was for his kids. Oh. Yeah.
3: Isn't hard good?
0: <laughs> justice what's your question
3: my question is is there a book that you guys are reading
1: yes always I'll, I'll come with you hold on give me a second let me open up my Libby I'm about to finish it right now it is take my hand by Dolan Perkins Valdez it's a very sad book trigger warning oh. lots of trigger warnings oh, geez. but it's a good one it's a good one if you're interested in the history of forced hysterectomies in black and brown communities so i don't know why i was so excited to like nominate their like (laughs) talk about the book it's a really good book though i started it yesterday and i'm almost done so it's a good read any other books anyone else
0: I'm reading a book called Two Paradise and I've been reading it for months and it's Stop just reading not good. it. You don't
1: like I, it. Stop it. I don't
0: it. like it. It's so dumb. But at this point, I don't do well with not finishing books, and so it's really throwing off. I was doing really well. I've been on track of my twelve book goal this whole year. It's only been two months. But this book is really throwing me off because it just
1: sucks. Just <laughs> just d just DNF it. That's what the book talkers say. The bookstagrammers do not finish.
0: I don't know. We'll see. There's like 200 pages left. I'll probably finish it and then have to pick a really good book to get back on track. But that's neither here nor there. Jeffrey, are you reading something right now? I am.
2: I should say that I'm actually listening to something right now. One time, Justice called me out on that. I don't read books. I listen to to books, audible books. One time I was like, yeah, I'm reading this book. She's like, you don't read them. I said that. Yes, I was like, okay. <laughs> man. Oh, man, I was
3: doing that day. My bad. <laughs> I listened to books, like, Me. <laughs>
2: and uh, right now, I'm listening to. I didn't really pay attention to the title or the author, so don't like. No, hopefully nobody comes at me for it. But I think it's Five Rings. Uh, it's like that book about Miyamata, a Japanese a Japanese samurai, and um, it's a very hard book to listen to. To be honest with you, uh, I really believe in a lot of his values and the way he saw things. But the book is so – they really make you work for the, the pieces of gold you find in there. Like, you are say <laughs> something like, one moves with two legs. Think of this deeply. And I'm like, I don't know what you mean. And, like, yeah. one day something will happen. I'm like, that's what he meant. That's it's what just, he meant
1: by the moving with two legs. <laughs> yeah,
2: I wish he was – I wish the book was a little bit more direct. I'm very much a, like, cut the BS out and just get to the point kind of guy. So it's kind of a hard book for me to read or listen
0: to. good one.
3: Justice,
0: Justice. what are you reading?
3: I realize that the book is not really that appropriate for Olivia, but she don't know. You know, she too. She don't know. Um, but I am rereading Like Water for Chocolate, and I read it to her at bedtime, and I think she just likes the sound of my voice, and she'll, like, fall asleep. But that's the book that I'm rereading. I previously read The Marlis Adventures of Edward Tulane. Mm. That book made me cry. I forgot how that book was. But yeah, what? I've been kind of too... Two birds and one stone. I've been wanting to get back into reading again, but I wanted to make bedtime a little bit easier for Olivia, so I've been reading her to
1: bed at night. And you're exposing her to a lot of words. That's, I think, that's the biggest part, right? It doesn't matter like what the content of the book is. You're still like she's hearing words, which is more. That's, I think, that's the.
2: That's a very good point.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have like some books that I haven't read that you know I'm gonna actually read now because I'm reading to Olivia. There you go.
0: All right my final question is what is a minorly convenient a minorly convenient superpower you wish you had so we're not talking like oh I could fly across the world I'm not running at the speed of like flash unless there's like a major caveat with that ability. so like a minorly convenient like it's nice that you have this power but you're not saving the world
1: <laughs> Tor- can chores be a superpower like I snap my fingers and like the room's clean
0: only if like there's a sp- like if it's just that room.
1: Oh, it's yeah. only that room. Okay, then maybe just dishes.
0: <laughs> That's massive, though. Like, <laughs> honestly,
1: I don't even I like hate dishes so much. I mean, thankfully, I have a nice husband who, like, cooks and washes dishes, but there's sometimes where I just look at him like, I know I should help, but I'm like, done. Nailed it. <laughs> I love
0: that response. I think that really embodies the spirit of the question. <laughs> Justice, do you have one?
1: I
3: guess it kind of goes with what Emma said, but I want to do that for laundry. I want. <laughs> telekinesis so that the laundry will do itself and fold itself and put itself away and that I will always have clean clothes and I don't have to worry about laundry ever.
1: Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, I like I don't that. mind doing dishes.
3: It's okay. I got a dishwasher.
1: I don't have one of those. You know, Japan doesn't have those. But yes, I need a dishwasher. Then I could also have the laundry one too. Good one. Jeffrey?
2: Maybe if I could maybe like go deaf for like two minutes a day.
1: What?
2: Please. That'd be nice.
1: Please elaborate for two seconds on that.
2: Yeah, maybe bad word usage. I'm not sure there's people that wouldn't appreciate me saying that. But, like, if I could just, like, not hear.
1: Oh, just turn off your ears.
2: Yeah, like, if, like, in the middle of, like, somebody telling me something, or something just only if I could just shut them down for, like, two minutes, <laughs> it'd be great. Not to you specifically, just, you know, throughout the day, like, there's and your own one, thoughts, too. Yeah. Because
3: you have your thoughts racing just a lot.
2: Right there, like, just, right there, just two minutes to shut down. That'd be great. <laughs>
1: That was a very oddly specific like minute time too. Like that's why I was kind of like.
2: I didn't want to like take advantage <laughs> of it. I just need like just a couple of minutes, you know. I felt it's like it would be minorly convenient. You're right. It's yeah. minorly convenient. It's not yeah, like super
1: convenient.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you could do it whenever it's cheating but
1: (laughs) what if it's like what if it's like you can't even pick your two minutes too sometimes it'll just like happen
2: i was gonna bring that up there's like a there was like a funny subreddit about this where like people are like pick a super hour and the next person uh has to think of a way to ruin it it was so funny it was the funny like one guy was like i wish i could double jump the guy's like you can't control the distance of the second jump
1: (laughs) it's a a jump in place or all of a sudden now you're in new york (laughs) those are your
0: options (laughs) oh my gosh i think my minorly convenient superpower would be to just be able to like essentially just have like a portable microwave like i just like cook food wherever it's just
1: that's such a teacher superpower.
0: But only like microwavable style food. Like, it's just like, okay, and then it's done. You said that now, and then you're like stranded out in the wild, having to survive, and you're just like, mm. you know what would be really nice right now? A cup of noodles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why don't you get those lunch boxes that you can like plug in and it cooks the food? Word? <laughs>
2: yeah, I can it send it you is. a link to one. Yeah, I can it's send you a, not link to even one.
1: a It's not even a superpower, Chris. It exists. I that's mm-hmm. real. I felt cheated. <laughs>
2: You imagine like showing your superpower off and the guy's like, okay, well. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> would you wish for, uh, um, that's a waste of a wish. <laughs> it's like
0: What a waste of power.
1: <laughs> but the- Shh.
0: All right, well, Jeffrey and Justice, we're super glad you were able to join us. We are super, Thank super you. excited. Really appreciative. Is there anything that you would like to plug before we go?
2: I want. I really want to put this backpack company out. Can I grab my backpack real quick?
1: Yes, yeah. I love backpacks. Oh I'm currently on the hunt for a backpack. I have too many backpacks. That should have been the thing I collect.
2: This one has just been a game changer. It opens up from like the back.
1: Is that a Nord? The Nordace? Nordachi?
2: I think there's like that's a brand similar to it. It's called Wandred. But like 100. you, you can open up the side pocket to pull out your camera really quick. If you wanted to, like, it goes inside the bag. And then you can compartmentalize things inside of it. And then even this top part opens up and doesn't intrude on the space that you just saw. So you can actually put like stuff in this pocket without messing up what you just saw, the compartments on the inside. It's what? a really great back. Yeah, it's a really, really great backpack. Um, great color too. I, yeah, I like I like orange. I would recommend that brand all day.
1: Wait, one more time. What's the brand again?
2: Wandred. W-A-N-D w-a-n-d-r-d I, i'm not i'm not a good speller all my friends know this i can i need pictures
1: <laughs> I'm a i don't
2: even thinker. read i just listen to books <laughs> i still feel attacked from chris's thing where he was like do you put like whoever puts their finger on the book as they
1: <laughs> i think that was actually my he's oh, okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah i feel <laughs> i felt the driving i was like okay
1: you know what after i said it to you i was like there's people out there who really need that and are functioning adults and i didn't mean to shame them <laughs> oh my god <laughs> sorry it's okay
0: we appreciate it well emma where can people find the podcast
1: You can find our podcast on Instagram and Twitter at the Tea with Crema. If you'd like to send us a cup of tea, you can also Venmo us at the Tea with Crema. You can stream our podcast anywhere you stream your podcast as well as YouTube. We hope to see you next time. Bye! (laughs)